This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very much. Thank you, Baylor Scott and White. Thank you. That's always a good thing to say to teachers, to police and fire, to people at the grocery store, people who have stuck it out with us, and uh, to radio station producers who have come through all through the pandemic. Thank you. So there you go. Thank you. And thank you as a listener. Thank you for being there. I appreciate you. There are a lot of you who have listened all the way through the pandemic, and uh, and I appreciate you very, very much. Um, and thank you to Richard in Springtown who called even without my begging for phone calls, which I'm about to do because I need two more calls to fill our lines. And the number is 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. There. That feels better. Let me uh, tell you right now about the SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week. And it comes with some uh, rather uh, difficult news to share, but it's temporary. The SPCA of Texas has locked down its operations for at least two weeks after an outbreak of distemper. The dogs in its care have been quarantined across all facilities to guard against the spread of the distemper virus. They are not available for adoption at this time. However, they're taking the best of care of them. There are dogs in foster care who have not been at the facilities, and they can still be adopted. So there you go. I want you to hear what I just said. There are dogs in foster care who have not been at the facilities and can still be adopted, and I have one of them for you today. It's Hillary. Hillary is a beautiful dog. I was showing her to my wife last night. Uh, as we were just chatting about things, my wife had been at a school board function. She's on a North Texas regional school board uh, committee, and she had been across town at that while I was broadcasting yesterday afternoon, and we were just kind of downloading the day, and I told her about my dog from KLIF yesterday and and showed her that little chihuahua and, and showed her Hillary. And here is Hillary's story. Hillary has been in foster care and has been having lots of fun with other dogs and cats and even a pig. Anyone who enjoys having several animals or who has a ranch setting in the country would love to have Hillary join the gang. She's a mixed breed of dog of seven and a half years of age with dark fur and a white underside. She's a good-sized pup. It's 40 pounds. Didn't look terribly large. She's just a lovely dog. She's a bit of an independent gal, however, and she does come in uh, come in for hanging out and petting from time to time. Sounds like Hallie's Comet. She just kind of circles around when she's ready. She is crate-trained, non-destructive. That's a great phrase for a dog you're about to adopt. <laughs> well, that is a good phrase. And an all-around well-behaved dog who would love to find her forever home. This is Hillary. And just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Hillary has been spayed, microchipped, And she's had all of her age-appropriate vaccines. She's currently in foster care, so an appointment in advance would be required to meet her. I'll explain how that works in just a moment. Arrangements can be made by calling the SPCA of Texas, and I'm going to give you the phone number. Hillary is basically, she looks like she may be a good bit black lab, just to describe her a little bit with the white underside. I'm going to give you the phone number, and and you would would call that number, and they will help you set up a, a, a place of a mutual agreement where you could go to meet Hillary and the foster care person then would be able to share a lot more detail about how Hillary responds to various things and how they have come to enjoy her. And uh, it's a a really great thing because this is somebody who's been with her night and day. It's not just like going to the shelter and adopting a dog from a volunteer who uh, has walked the dog for an hour once a week or something and other volunteers have come in. So you're really getting to talk to somebody who knows this dog. And so that's a good way to adopt. And Hillary is, is there at that house now hoping the phone will ring. I don't think this is a number to that house. I, I'm pretty sure it's not because it's the same number for other dogs. Anyway, here is the phone number, and I hope I hope we can get Hillary adopted. 214-742-7722. So that's to make arrangements to uh, go meet Hillary. 
at 214-742-7722. Hillary the dog, and uh, she is uh, about seven years old, currently living, uh, uh, was recently living with a pig. (laughs) You know, if you just tuned in about two seconds ago, that conversation would not make a lot of sense. You can uh, browse available animals at spca.org slash findapet. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. Note that animals in the facility care will not be available until lockdown is lifted, but there are lots of them in foster care, and they're so noted on that uh, website. So that's spca.org slash findapet. Hillary is there. And uh, Kona, I think, is the one I hid yesterday. And little Kona is uh, 10 years old. She is an overweight, brown, dark brown chihuahua who was part of a hoarding case. And I hope we can get her a home. Poor little thing. So that's, uh, that's my SPCA report for this week. I just really have a heart for the dogs. I'm an adopted guy, and I'm rooting for the dogs. Let me tell you about Ace Hardware right now. Ace is the place with a lot of helpful hardware, folks. They have local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure you get everything you need. Let's say you're painting a wall and you have uh, uh, trim involved. Now, they know exactly how to, how to help you prep the trim, prep the wall, uh, the, the primer, the paint, the whole works. Clean the brush, the roller, whatever. They have, they know it all. And if they see that you're missing something, they will suggest that. That's the kind of help you get. Not to upsell you, just to make sure you don't have to make another trip back. They want to see you again, but not that way. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ace 50-foot all-season garden hose. For $19.99, save an extra $5 with your Ace Rewards card. You pay only $14.99, a limit of two. That is a spectacular deal. Need a garden hose that stays flexible no matter what the thermometer reads? Designed to stay flexible year-round in all temperatures to eliminate the need for adjustment when it's cold outside? This all-season hose is medium-duty garden hose, perfect for everyday watering tasks like watering the garden, watering the lawn, general cleanup. It's a 5 8 inch inside diameter and strong 300 pounds per square inch burst strength. This water hose delivers just the right amount of water at just the right speed for all of your outdoor needs. Hose armor prevents kinking at the water source. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods, people you already know. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what healthcare workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. All right, thank you very much, Stuby. Let's go to Richard in Springtown. As mentioned, he has called in. Richard, how can I help you? Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thank you very much uh, for taking my call. Yes, a couple of years ago, we had the freeze, and last and then last summer, um, I've got a couple of post oaks, and I've got a couple of native post oaks, and then I've got a couple of uh, um, live oaks that kind of took a little beating, and I, they're really looking pretty good. I trimmed all the deadwood out of them, and and they're really looking pretty nice this year. And I was wondering, is it too late to use some low nitrogen fertilizer, or is there anything I should do besides a little extra water right now that we're up at a hundred, you know, over a hundred degrees? I think I would just water them. Um, I, I I tend not to do anything to post oaks. They are yeah. ultimately yeah. grumpy trees. They just don't want any get out of here, get away from me. <laughs> Live oaks are a little more receptive to such things. And so are these in turf areas in, in your lawn? Yes, sir. They'll get all they need that way. Just take care of your lawn and they'll be fine. Just okay. just don't, don't do anything heroic around the post oaks. My goodness, they don't want us in their lives. <laughs> yeah. I, I laugh about it, and then I just think about all the post oaks that have gone through time that that, uh, pouted as soon as we moved in with houses and landscapes. 
So, but no, you'll be fine. I, the main thing they need now is to restore their conducting tissues, and fertilizer really won't help that. They'll they'll grow, they'll grow, regrow very quickly if they have the moisture they need. You're fine. Great, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for the call. Day. You bet. Same to you. Thank you so much. All right, let's see. Let me keep myself on track. Chris in Plano, you'll be up very next, so stay with me, please. We have two open lines at 800-288-WBAP. That is 800-288-9227. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book. It is on sale. I don't say that very often, but it is on sale at $32.95. This is because I bought these at the old price, when, when paper was reasonable, when uh, ink was reasonable, <laughs> it's before, the, uh, before the supply chain issues. And I'm, I'm willing to pass that savings on to you because I really am trying to clear them out. The six printing books are done. Finally, six months later, they're done. Oh, my goodness. And I want to get some of them in in the uh, in the pipeline however I will tell you that uh, the there are two paragraphs that are different doesn't matter one whit the fifth printing books are completely accurate the only difference is the two paragraphs in chapter one that refer to the fact that indeed we did have record cold temperatures in uh, February of 2021 and uh, that we need to use the 1990 USDA plant hardiness zone map but you know what all five printings prior to the sixth printing have said that anyway. That uh, 2012 hardiness zone map was in error, and I said it from the outset. So anyway, to the point, you get a book that has uh, 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. It covers every aspect of outdoor gardening for all of the state of Texas, every county. So no matter where you are or what you're growing, if it's outdoors in your landscape and garden, uh, it's covered in this book. I will guarantee your satisfaction with it. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar, a perpetual calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of the plants that you're trying to grow so you'll know month by month what needs to be done. Chapters 3 through 11 are incredibly detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. All of that. You get a year of my life, a lot of hard work, 840 of my photos, my signature. As as the books sell, I sign every one of them, and then we mail them within a couple of days after you make your purchase. That and a complete guarantee of satisfaction or a full refund all for only $32.95 until I run out of fifth printing copies. I've not been asked, I might add, to refund on any book I've ever sold. So that's a pretty good track record. I think you'll like this book. The two ways you can buy it, it's not in stores and not on Amazon, but you can buy it from my office or my website. The office phone number is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The website, that's the better way to order. Uh, the office, by the way, is open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. The website is open forever, always, and that's neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. 
Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy. That is our church. Our family worships there, and he is a wonderful pastor. There are a lot of wonderful pastors involved. It's a beautiful old historic church at 315 North Church Street in uh, pretty much in downtown McKinney. It's the last church left on Church Street. So come join us, won't you please? Services are at 8, 9, 10.05. You can still make that one. And 11.10 on Sunday mornings, and then contemporary services also, and the Melissa Church, as Tommy mentioned. All of the uh, information is available to you at sharingtheheart.org. Arborological services for the finest in tree care. These people have written the book. They have shown the world how good tree care works. And uh, I have the greatest admiration for Steve Hauser and the team that surrounds him. They uh, began business in 1981, and they have not slowed down since. When uh, you think of tree care, you think of arborological services. Uh, If you think about any other aspect of gardening, don't think about them. They are out there, beady-eyed, serious-focused on trees. They don't look down. They look up at the trees. Well, they look at the trunks, and they're big on root flares, and uh, they're always worried about the tree's roots. This is an awesome company. Three of their people have been named Arborists of the Year for the state of Texas, currently working for them, running one of their crews. In fact, the crew that works at our house, Miguel Paston, is is a 13-time Texas state champion tree climber. That is a competition, as you might guess from the description, and uh, he has won it 13 times. He will represent Texas to the North American Tree Climbing Championship, which he has also won once. Oh, my goodness, this is just a great team. Did I say that a couple of times? They also have uh, 12 college-degreed leaders of their uh, certified arborist teams. If you need the finest in tree care, whether it's just for routine maintenance of your trees or whether it is for heroic work, maybe testifying in a court case or uh, cabling and bracing, lightning arrests, something quite unusual, this is the company to call. Arborological Services, Arbor, spelled like Arbor, and then I, spelled with the letter I, Logical. That's a forestry term. That's not some cutesy term. They're not about cutesy. They're about serious tree care. Arborological Services. All this time, haven't given the phone number. Let's do it twice. It's toll free, 866-552-7267. Arborological.com. Arborological Services, 866-552-7267. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott & White Health and the hardworking healthcare front line, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. Thanks, Stubby, and we go back to the phones. We go to Chris in Plano. Chris, this is Neil. Good morning. Neil, what an honor. Well, thank you. Same here. Uh, Just a brief, brief, brief comment. Forty years ago, I think you were on KRLD maybe at that time or something. I was. I was there for 30 years and uh, and two months. Me and my grandpa used to drive from to the next county to the nearest greenhouse by hanging baskets. And uh, we listened to you, and it brings back memories. Thank you very much. Thank you. Neil, uh, a couple of years ago, I bought some new St. Augustine for my yard, and it was thriving like crazy. And this last winter, the hard freeze, you know, I thought maybe that killed it. But then I'm I'm being told that maybe it's my big live oak trees covering the shade. And the question I have for you is, I get, because I was telling your screen caller, I see other trees down the street with huge shade over their St. Augustine. And it thrives. And so after about a month of taking care of it, I've got it rooted. It looks beautiful now and everything. You know, watered it twice a day and all that. Now, should I go ahead and cut the trees? What do you think? Thank you. Um, First of all, if you do any pruning of oaks, it needs to wait until mid-July because of oak wilt. You don't want to do any pruning uh, in the spring from mid-February until mid-July. 
any bit. other time from mid-July until mid-February. The, the other seven months of the year are fine. Um, so that's a, that's a, a beginning point. Um, I can't, I can't address without seeing the setting why they have grass and you don't. I will tell you that, that it is a very common uh, situation. Uh, sometimes an hour's daylight difference makes all the difference in whether St. Augustine will survive or not. And it's crazy. I, we've lived in our home 45 years, and during that time, our landscape has evolved from Bermuda to St. Augustine, now to shade-tolerant ground cover. Uh, because our pecan trees have native pecans where we built our home have gotten larger and larger and the shade's gotten heavier and heavier and i watched exactly what you're describing happen in my own lawn and and uh, there were times when i couldn't explain why over there the grass would survive and over here it didn't and and then eventually it didn't survive anywhere pretty much and so that that so you're saying what i'm hearing is you're saying too much shade is not a good thing Oh, no, you have to have five or six hours of direct sunlight for St. Augustine to survive. It it actually is the most common question I get of all the questions I get. That is number one at the top of the list. How can I get get grass to grow beneath my shade trees? And I I begin by asking people, have you tried St. Augustine? Oh, yeah, I tried it, and it died. And then I say, do you have six hours of direct sunlight? No, I don't quite have that much. Well, then you're either going to have to go to a shade-tolerant ground cover or you're going to have to remove lower limbs of the Saint, of the shade tree to get light to the St. Augustine. But that comes with a warning, Chris, because uh, lower limbs have a habit of once you remove the bottom row, the next ones uh, above weight down and they will become the lower limbs and they come back down toward the ground. Live oaks especially do that. Uh, there used yeah. to be some live oaks in Plano on Plano Parkway, just west of the atoll of the uh, 75, until they built all those apartments. There were some big, magnificent live oaks there that had big branches that came clear back down to the ground, and uh, they were a great example of how a live oak is supposed to grow natively. And yeah. So that's so, that's going to be your problem, and and so you may want to consider at some point uh, putting a ground cover in, like mondo grass, which is monkey grass as a ground cover instead of trying to grow turf grass. Okay. Uh, pre, well, I, yeah, I thought maybe it was the freeze that caused it not to grow back. Well, but, uh, the freeze, let, let me, let me take it one step farther. Uh, there are, there is St. Augustine. I'm, I'm going to not go down the street and, and describe your neighbor's St. Augustine. I'm going to go down Interstate 45 by 200 miles. Let's talk about Houston. There's St. Augustine growing where it doesn't get three hours of sunlight. But the difference there is that St. Augustine never or almost never turns brown in the winter, maybe one year in 20. It's never set back like ours is in, in the in the North Texas area. And so it doesn't have that strike against us. In, in North Texas, our St. Augustine always goes dormant in the winter and, and has a big setback from that. Um, if we have to replace it because of cold or because of shade, then there's another big strike because it's dug as sod and there's very little root system left, and so it has to recover from that. And so that's another big problem. So, you know, these things begin to add up on, on trying to get it to reestablish. That's where I gave out was in, in planting new grass. The new grass never got a fair chance because it was weakened by being dug where the old grass had survived for a while, but then another winter of 89 took mine out. Time, the God other time we went below zero. Thank so, my call. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, no, this, I, it's, a, it's a great question. And just don't, don't, don't waste all of your inheritance and your life savings and all the money you've earned uh, by continuing to buy new sod when there may need to be another solution. That's what I'm trying to get at. Well, have a great day. So, anyway, thanks for the call, and have a, have a good day, and don't let it frustrate you too much. Folks, I need to break for the news, and we'll be right back on the other side. We have Betty in Arlington with uh, Tossing Squirrels and Kevin in North Richland Hill. Stay tuned. 
100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. Immigration problems on the U.S. southern border may be increasing problems on the northern border. I'm Dennis Martin from the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. Chevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. An accident has partially blocked the uh, westbound 635 to uh, 75 uh, uh, off ramp. A uh, Central Expressway off ramp uh, reportedly has had uh, restricted traffic on it for uh, some time now. In Mesquite, construction has left only the right lane getting by on westbound I 30 between Northwest Drive and Galloway Avenue. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. And now the WBAP forecast. Sunny and hot today. High 103. It will feel hotter than that because of the humidity. On Monday, sunny and hot. High of 100. Again, it'll feel hotter. Right now, officially in uh, in Dallas, we have 86 degrees, 86 as well in Fort Worth. There are reports that illegal activity is increasing along the northern border with Canada. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu says many border control agents that used to work there have been diverted to the southern border. We're seeing an, a big increase in smuggling and traffic on our northern border, whether it's drugs and other illegal activity coming over there. So therefore, the, our states have to start putting more resources up there to provide some of that, that backup support. So Nuno believes the biggest issue on the northern border right now is drug trafficking. A convicted Fort Worth murderer has been sentenced to 99 years in prison. Tarrant County jury found Jared Seavey guilty of the murder of Vanessa Mayfield. Her body was found at the bottom of a stairwell outside a downtown Fort Worth church in August 2019. Seavey was sentenced on Friday. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and keep connected to News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. You know, sometimes when you drive up to your house and you see the old Venetian blinds there going every which direction because the kids just threw the basketball into them, you say, that doesn't look good. Sometimes when you're on the inside of the house and you look out and you realize that the curtains, the drapes, the whatever you want to call them, are faded and stiff. And when you get close to them and sneeze, dust flies out like a dust bowl days. You realize, I think those things are ancient. It's time for a change. Those things happen. And Sunburst Shutters is waiting. Their phone number is waiting. Odds are it's not busy. Well, it's not going to be busy on Sunday morning, but odds are it won't be busy when you call. 214-343-2601. Odds are also that you will be thrilled with your purchase of Sunburst Shutters. Those odds are about 100%. You're going to love this product. I hope you give them a chance to come out and show you what they have because we love Sunburst shutters. I think you will too. They're plantation style shutters, which means they're the large louvers. Two and a half, three and a half, four and a half inch louvers. And, uh, they're, they're quite large. And uh, you don't have to have the great big ones if that's oversized for the size of your room. In fact, they'll they'll help you decide. We have uh, our our sons were in a room together. Um, not a good plan, but it was our plan, and so <laughs> that's another story. But anyway, that room is 24 feet long, and and even with that room, the the folks from Sunburst Shutters suggested uh, the midsize three and a half inch louvers, and they are fabulous looking in that room, just fabulous. Every Sunburst Shutter shutter is uh, custom fit to a given window, so that minimizes. You know, tape and bed work is not precise. When when painters work, they put the mud, they call it, around for the tape and bed work, and it's not exactly precise. And so when Sunburst Shutters comes, their work is exactly precise. That's why their shutters are so light-tight and weather-tight in terms of letting cold and heat in. 
Oh, my goodness, I love these. You can tell. The people are spectacular as well. Sunburst Shutters, 214-343-2601. They'll come to you or they'll give you directions to their showroom. Easier to let them come to you. Sunburstshutters.com. Take a look. You'll see why I'm excited. Sunburstshutters.com, made of poly wood. The website explains what that is. Also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco, 214-343-2601, sunburstshutters.com. Whenever you're out and about, take us along. Just download the WBAP app. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820, WBAP. WBAP WBAP.com. This hour is sponsored and has been for many years, and I think, I hope, is going to be sponsored for yet another year by Baylor Scott & White Health. Uh, so grateful for what they have meant to our family and for what they have meant to thousands and thousands of Texas families. This is a great health care uh, uh, organization, not-for-profit. It's a great team, and uh, we need to say thank you to them, and more on that in just a moment. But I hope that if you're looking for outstanding state-of-the-art health care, you will consider Baylor Scott & White Health. My wife proudly serves on the board of Baylor Scott & White McKinney and has since before ground was broken for that beautiful hospital. That's a long time now. They've celebrated 10 years in service, and she was there for a couple of years before that. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden happy and healthy, and we all know how much work it takes to keep us happy and healthy. And that's where the frontline workers at Baylor Scott and White Health have been working so hard for the last, well, let's see, 24 plus about three, 27 months against the pandemic. But they have been there the whole time. They've been uh, giving their all, never settling for good enough. Those words just are not in their vocabulary. Baylor Scott and White Health. We need to say thank you to the frontline workers. So join me right now as we reach out to them and let them know we appreciate them with one more thank you. News Talk 820 WBAP. Well, that's short and to the point. Let me tell you about Mueller right now because it seems like these days temporary storage facilities are on every street corner. Did you notice that? I have. Well, let's do some math. For what you're paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own your own metal storage building in your own backyard. That starts with a Mueller backyard building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with bolt-together design, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. The Mueller Backyard Building Kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors from which to choose, adding style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller Metal Building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. You can see all the options at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER to find a location near you. That's 877-268-3553. They're Mueller, they're made in America, and they're made to last. You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott & White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stubby. I've heard that message. I'll say thank you. You bet. I hope you'll uh, consider my electronic newsletter, eGardens. You can take a look at it, see what it looks like, and uh, sign up for it also at the same place. It's free and always will be, and I'll never spam you. It's at neilsperry.com. Then click on eGardens. Back to the phones. We go to Betty in Arlington. Betty, this is Neil. What's this about your squirrels? Well, I have so many squirrels, and they are cute, uh, but they're very destructive. And they have climbed up in my big live oak tree, and they bite pieces of the wood off and throw it down in my grass, one or two-inch sizes of wood. And every morning when I go out, I have a bunch of them. 
So I'm wondering, will this damage or hurt my oak tree, which is very old, and I love it. It shades my house, and I don't want to lose it. I have two answers for you. Uh, One of them is in the whole scheme of things on the 500 years from now basis, they will not have uh, done major damage to it. It will mm-hmm. still be alive 500 years from now. That's the expected lifespan good. of a of a of a, um, a live oak tree. So uh-huh. that's the good news. Uh, okay. The short term answer is yes, they do damage uh, branches of live oaks. What they are doing is sharpening their teeth, and oh. uh, they will uh, they they do that by just chewing on bark by by peeling it off. Uh, there is a live oak tree at a church on the north side of Beltline Road somewhere in Richardson. Um, I can't remember exactly which church or exactly where, but I'm, I'm pretty close, somewhere around Hillcrest. And uh, every year I drive by that or ride by that with my wife, and, and I see 30 branches up in the top of that live oak tree that uh-huh. are brown. I mean, they're, they're dead. They will eventually uh, break loose and fall off. Because squirrels have girdled those branches. We live in a pecan forest, and they do it to my pecan trees. And a year or two later, those branches break. They, they break faster on a pecan than they will on a live oak. And they fall to the ground from 50 feet up. They're oh, an inch and a half, two inches in diameter. It's not twig girdlers. It's, it's squirrels. So, yeah, they're, they're annoying as all get out. And, yes, they do damage. Uh, but it's certainly more cosmetic than anything i wouldn't not okay much you, not much you can do about it you can have a chat with them and that's about it <laughs> well i don't want to get rid of them but uh, they well, do worry me when they throw those species of wood down now that i know it's not going to kill my tree i'm not worried about it one more thing sure. uh, your, one of your callers was talking about he couldn't grow saint augustine i had the same problem with this big tree and then i had it trimmed uh, real, really good, and my landscaper planted zarzia grass last year, and it is beautiful this year, and it's just growing like crazy. You had Don't the tree trimmed, and then you had the tree trimmed, and then planted the zarzia. Yes, I had to have the tree. She told me trim that tree, or it won't grow, and I did. And this grass is just wonderful. Well, let me let me step in long enough to say that zoysia needs more sun than St. Augustine. Had you not uh-huh. trimmed it, the zoysia would not have grown. Uh, that's um, what she told me. And and with the trimming, the St. Augustine new new St. Augustine probably could have grown. Maybe. Uh, but, uh-huh. Well, no, maybe if if zoysia is growing, the St. Augustine would have. Yeah. 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 But the the zoysia is just so pretty. I'm just loving it. Is a it is pretty grass. And- yeah. I'm really crazy about it, but I just wanted to tell Chris that he called you earlier what I had done. Well, that's good. Well, I appreciate that. Well, you have a great day. Have fun with the squirrels. Go out and talk to them. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Let's see. I want to go to Kevin in North Richland Hills and... Kind of interested in this question. Not sure exactly where we're heading with this one. Let's try it. Kevin, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How can hey, I help? Uh, we've got we've got a um, fruitless mulberry. It's uh, about forty four years old. Uh, beautiful tree. Yeah. And uh, uh, the branches, some of the branches on the bottom uh, of the canopy are not producing anything. I think they're dead. Um, but what we're wondering is about trimming the bottom uh, branches off. And is this is this the wrong time of the year to do it? It doesn't matter. If they're dead, you can prune them off any time, and there is no disease like there is with oaks. There's no disease that's going to be spread uh, uh, by pruning them at this time. Okay. And um, with the ground cover, which is the easiest to take care of uh, so you don't have to weed it or mow it? Uh, you're talking about under beneath a uh, fruitless mulberry? Yes. Um well, if you take really good care of a ground cover, you prepare the bed properly. And I sound like a politician, don't I? Um, if you prepare the bed properly and you plant the ground cover close enough together and fertilize it and water it properly so that you get a good stand of any ground cover that's adapted here, 
they all should be uh, pretty easy to care for. You you will have to trim um, a vining ground cover once in a while. I'm not an advocate for English ivy, which is a shade ground cover, because it does have a fungal leaf spot that bothers me a, a great deal. Um, I use purple winter creeper euonymus even in shade, and it does well, but you do need to prune it. And and uh, that takes very little time. Use a trimmer, and, and probably once or twice, well, probably twice a year, I'll uh, do a, a line trimmer on my winter creeper, and that takes 10 or 20 minutes each time in a, in a very large bed of it. Um, Mondo grass is my ground cover of choice when I'm beneath trees because uh, it doesn't have any runners and I can blow leaves out of it easily. There's nothing to snag leaves and small twigs. They just blow right out of it. And it holds the soil very well. Weeds have a very hard time getting started in it. And it covers quickly. It, it grows together very quickly if you get good-sized clumps and put them together maybe eight inches apart. So I'd have to say that my choice is, is Mondo grass. I uh, bought a bunch of plants back in 1988, and I've propagated my own ever since. And, and uh, it's nothing uncommon for me to do a, an area the size of a dining room or a living room uh, each year because our trees have gotten bigger and I have more shade space. Um, I want to go back to your mulberry a little bit. As you remove those branches, uh, are you going to be doing that yourself? No. All right. Well, make sure that whoever does it uh, uses the three-step approach where they where they start out away from the trunk and do an undercut, uh, kind of like cutting a two-by-four on a sawhorse where you have that little tab of wood. You want to you go out, cut up a third of the way underneath, and then go farther out by a few inches, cut down through so that as the weight of the branch pulls down, it will only peel back to the undercut. That way, it doesn't strip bark off the main trunk. But the main, and then the third cut, the three step, the third step is to make the the, the final cut up, not flush with the trunk, but pretty close to the trunk, within a quarter inch or so, uh, at the branch collar where it swells out. That uh, just come just a little bit away from the uh, the trunk. That way, it will heal fastest. But I want I want the the arborist who's doing that work to look very closely, make sure there's not some kind of decay into the trunk. I'm, I'm kind of concerned about why those branches are dying, and I'm worried that there might be decay within the trunk. The life expectancy of fruitless mulberries is about 30 years, and so this tree may have some issues going on. That's a very old fruitless mulberry, and so you, you may need to be on uh, kind of on watch to make sure nothing it doesn't fall and cause damage. Okay. Well, I answered the questions. You have a good day. And I answered that, questions uh, you didn't even ask, and I apologize for that. No, that, that's good. That's good. Uh, right. You get back to that Santa Claus workshop. I am I wish I could. Vertigo has kept me from looking down and working. It's, it's just not much fun. I'm going to try, but appreciate that. Thank you, sir. You have a good memory. Thank you. Have a good day. Take care. All right. Yeah, I enjoy making Santas and painting. I just uh, have a temporary lapse. It's almost six years now. Um, we'll come back and go to Deborah in Frisco with a grubworm question and uh, glad to help out. Let me tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It was really a joy writing this book. I worked for a year on it, uh, seven days a week. I took time out to go to church most weeks. Um, I took time out to write my newspaper columns and we had family events, but otherwise I was pretty much a hermit. And I, I enjoyed it. Every morning I would come down from our bedroom and, and I would know what I needed to do. Uh, it was to write a page or two of the book or to edit a page or two worth of photographs. There are 840 photographs in the book, so or go out and take photographs in some cases. I knew what I needed to have. And it was, it was really a pleasant task to have that uh, self-imposed assignment. I self-published this book, and so all of this was put upon myself, and I, I don't mind that kind of work. Uh, so you have Chapter 1 that is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 that is a 48-page calendar. I'd never put that in a book before. I'd always done the annual gardening calendar, and I decided I wanted to put it in book form and have it be a permanent, a perpetual gardening calendar, and it's worked out beautifully. Chapter 3 through 11 
are detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and fruit and vegetables, each one getting a, a full attention for a month of my life. And uh, then the book came together thanks to Carolyn Skye, my editor, and Cindy Smith, the graphic designer. Full credit to them. I try to mention them very, very frequently because of how much they meant to me and still do, dear friends. So that's the book. It's not in stores. It's not on Amazon. It's available by contacting my office or my website. And uh, when you order it, I'll sign your copy. And uh, your satisfaction is completely guaranteed or a full refund is, uh, is yours. I have not had a request for a refund in any of the 75,000 books that I've sold. So I think you're going to like the book. I hope so. I think you will. It's only thirty-two ninety-five. while I have the special sale price on the books out of the fifth printing. I'm finishing those up, and they're limited to the, uh, the books that I have left out of the fifth printing. So what else I need to tell you? I think that's it. The two ways you can order are going to my website or calling the office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The website is Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. That's the better way. Order it at neilsperry.com. We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Thank you, sir. While we have your foundation fixed, let's also fix your roof. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. We have a Wortham Brothers roof on our home, and I'm so glad that we do. You will be as well. These people have been doing first-class roofs since 1986, a second-generation family business. They do all kinds of roofs, composition, clay and concrete tile, metal, slate. They do flat roofs. They do new or residential re-roofing. There have been a lot of storms through North Texas in the last couple of years. If you're concerned that you might have hail damage or uh, wind damage, they can look at their mapping. They have a sophisticated uh, uh, weather reporting system available to them and they can tell exactly where the hail uh, patterns were and they can they can determine by going up on the roof if there was hail damage they'll take pictures and bring them down to you and show you the hail damage if it's significant then they will uh, say yes this is significant this probably would qualify for insurance uh, claim they step aside at that point you file the claim the insurance company then will work with you and uh, hopefully you'll get a settlement, and then you contact Wortham Brothers again and uh, and say, I'm ready for you to do a roof for me, and you can get any kind of roof you want, any of these different types. They do them all. They do them quickly, they do them well, and you are one smiling customer, just like we are. You'll be telling your friends. And that's how they have gotten the word of mouth out to do 100,000 roofs in their time in the business. That's a lot of roofs. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, wbroofing.com. Here's the phone number. I'll give it twice. 972-562-5788. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, wbroofing.com, 972-562-5788. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now, back to Neil. All right, Snooby, thank you, sir. And we go back to the phone lines. Our last call today will be Deborah in Frisco. Deborah, thanks for calling. How can I help you? Hi, Neil. Happy Sunday. <laughs> thank you. Same to you. Thank you. Well, um, I have St. Augustine grass, and it's doing very well. I'm really happy about it. But my question is, when should I put down a grub treatment? 
Or Do you really have a known place? problem with grub worms? Not that I know of, but my neighbor was telling me that that's something that I should consider. Well, I, I guess you could always consider it. I have been in the Metroplex since 1970, and uh, when when I, I worked for the Extension Service for seven years until 1977, mm-hmm. and in those seven years, there was an epidemic of white grubworm damage. I, I'm, I'm telling you to the point that the June bugs, the June beetles, uh, when we mm-hmm. lived in Farmer's Branch, were curb deep. You could you could go out and with your shoe brush them aside. They were curb deep, oh, gosh. like leaves in the fall, and you don't see that currently. That that would be going on right now if if that were the case, and and you just don't see it. Um, mm-hmm. On uh, I think it was La Mangia, uh, L-A-M-A-N-G-A, La Manja, or whatever, mm-hmm. in Richardson, just south of the Texas A&M Center off Coit. Uh, we had a, a string of lawns that we were doing test work on with insecticides, and that entire street—they lost all of their turf on the on the uncharted on the untreated lawns uh, because of white grubworm damage. That's how serious the the problem was. So wow. we're not seeing that. So I think you uh, the the uh, the dividing line is five grubs per square foot. Um, those lawns had 60 per square foot. Wow. Uh, and they were gone within, uh, by the middle of September. Mm-hmm. Grubs are, the eggs are laid right now in mid-June of the, of the, the June beetle that does the damage. The okay. eggs hatch in early August. Uh, they start feeding right away. They're tiny little grubs at that point. Um, mm-hmm. And the damage is done then in September, October, early November, and then it's over with at that point. Um, okay. Your time to treat, if you treated, would be right now with a product called Merit, imidacloprid. Okay. I would never encourage anybody to put it out uh, on a preventive basis unless you had known grub damage. We don't need to be putting the insecticide into the environment. I'm not afraid to recommend insecticides. I just don't mm-hmm. want people using them if they're not needed. I don't think we need right. it. Okay. Unless right. you've seen just tons and tons and tons of June bugs, I wouldn't do it. No. Great. Thank you, Neil. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you, Deborah. Folks, I hope you have a wonderful uh, uh, weekend and, and week. Stay cool, please. Keep uh, water out for the birds and the pets, and be careful yourself and use sunblock, won't you please? That's the voice of experience. Thank you, Mike Bass. Next week, happy gardening.